Morning St. Luke's, lovely to uh, see you again, thanks for tuning in, those of you that are watching live and those of you of course that are going to tune in at some other time of the day that suits you, lovely to have you for a moment. A uh, big hello quickly too to those of the about 1900 of you that scroll through just for three seconds. So hello to you before you go, nice to have had you there even if it's just for the three seconds. Hey let's begin with the uh, collect for today. Loving God. You'd call, you have called forth disciples and prophets to live and speak your word. Give us ears to hear, lives to respond, and voices to proclaim the good news of salvation, which we know in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Uh, it's probably a verse that you're not familiar with, so uh, let me read it to you, Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. Though, of course, you can push pause, quickly run and grab your Bible if you want to, so you can check either side of the verse for what we're going to do this morning. But Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I didn't even need to read the notes. I knew that one off by heart. It's a pretty famous verse, certainly the most famous in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, mostly that verse cherry-picked. Mostly that verse is just kind of plucked out of uh, chapter 29 and used in every and any situation that we find ourselves in life, uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, acknowledging that we live within the redemptive love of God, the reality is that in all situations, God is seeking to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. So I don't mind the cherry picking. I don't mind pulling it out of context. I don't mind applying it to whatever situation we find ourselves in. Because it, that comes out of the greater conviction that we live within the redemptive love of God. That is always looking to make us wholly whole and wholesome. Uh, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. We need to be careful with how we're defining prosper. Make sure we're defining it as becoming that which Christ has called us to be. It's all right. We can cherry pick it. When we place the verse in its actual context, though, there's a few other things happening in Jeremiah chapter 29 that we should pay attention to. Uh, there's more going on worth considering and worth considering, I think, in light of the cultural uh, moment that we find ourselves in. First thing to remember is Jeremiah is speaking to uh, a group of people who find themselves in exile. They're in Babylon. They've been taken from their homeland. They're displaced. They're disorientated. Everything around them has been disrupted. Uh, they're far from home and they'd like God to sort everything out as soon as possible. Please, thank you very much. Well, God's ASAP doesn't necessarily line up with their ASAP. If we go to Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 10, certainly not as famous as Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, there's some other things worth paying attention to. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed... For Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. When 70 years are completed. 70 years in exile, but God has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give a hope and a future. But, but first 70 years. 70 years. 70 years is a lifetime. That's a heck of a long time. 70 years. 70 years in exile, but God has... A plan. That little piece of the puzzle tempers uh, that verse as a universal fix-it-all when we consider that, that, that sometimes the reality is that time needs to unfold.
fold. When we went into lockdown in 2020, March 2020, I think from memory, maybe April, uh, we were a few Sundays into Lent and we dropped our Lenten series and instead I started talking about being everyday exiles, exiles in our own backyard, living in the upside down. If I'm honest though, looking back over the last 24 months, I think in March, April 2020, I kind of anticipated that it would be four or eight or 12 weeks worth of disruption, uh, and then we'd get back to the normal. Uh, I think once we got back to some sort of normal, and then it kind of went a little bit crazy again, I thought it'd be another four or eight or 12 weeks of disruption, and then we'd go back to normal again. Uh, I'm starting to think that, you know, 24 months on, and I'm still sitting here, and well, not that I'm still, we've, we've been in and out, but I find myself here again in the corner of my living room speaking to an iPhone. Uh, 24 months on, I think it's, uh, you know, I think I'm starting to pay attention to the fact that the circumstances may have changed for a longer period of time rather than a shorter period of time. I think I knew that consciously, but subconsciously. Still thinking, oh, we'll be, we'll be through this in a moment. We'll be through this in a moment. Now starting to think it's a little longer than maybe I would like to acknowledge or admit. Uh, we're likely going to be exiled for what, or, or in some sort of new normal, whatever that might be, for an extended period of time. And if that's the case, well, we can't push pause forever. Uh, we've got to push play. Jeremiah 29 verse 4 to 14, because uh, Jeremiah speaks to this as well. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylonia, and of the everyday exile of our backyards in mind. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. Do not listen to the dreams that you encourage the prophets and diviners to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Uh, in Jeremiah's context, there'd been these other prophets that had been kind of standing up and declaring the word of the Lord to the people. And uh, Jeremiah kind of slow claps them, kind of goes, oh yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Yep, that's, that's what the people want to hear. Yep, tickle their ears, that's the stuff. And then kind of once they're finished and they sit down, Jeremiah stands up and says, actually, this is the word of the Lord. And we don't have any shortage of people perhaps telling us what we want to hear rather than perhaps what we need to hear. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed. So the redemptive love of God is at work. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Though the displacement, the disorientation you're experiencing might be longer than what you hope for. In light of that then, what Jeremiah is saying essentially is get on with life, get on with living. Seek the peace and the prosperity of the city that you are living in. To seek the peace and the prosperity of the city is to pray for the city. It's to pray for your neighbor. It's to love your neighbor. It's to do good work. It's to engage in the world around you. It's to lift in everything that you do, to lift those around you, to lift the world around you as an offering to God. 
As I said last Sunday, that doesn't feel easy or that isn't necessarily easy when it kind of feels like we've been living 24 months in a tiny rowboat and eventually it just gets, it just gets tiring when you're on the sea for that long. Nevertheless, you can't push pause forever. We're to trust in the faithfulness of God, even if circumstances aren't to our liking. We're to lean into Christ, for when I am weak, He is strong. In verse 12, 13, 14 of Jeremiah 29, we're encouraged to engage one's faith, to develop and to cultivate a spiritual life as well, so to speak. Not that we want to contrast that with the everyday life. They're, they're embedded together. But we're to, we're to lift the world around us as an offering to God. We're to engage. We're to participate. And we're to cultivate a spiritual life as well. Call on me. Come to me. Pray to me. Seek me with all your heart. Tune in, you could say. Practice sitting and listening. Exercise your spiritual muscles. Commit to the spiritual disciplines. I will listen to you. You will find me. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. There's a call to engagement. There's a call in Jeremiah. There's a call in the midst of disruption to lift the world as an offering, to be attentive, to engage, to to listen for the voice of the Lord. Reality is, in any disruption, there's always a temptation to disengage. And I've felt that over the last 24 months, as you have no doubt as well. Uh, When we feel the temptation to disengage, I think the first thing that we throw out the window are the holy habits and the healthy habits that serve as disciplines in our lives. Uh, When we're not on track, when we're not in the normal space that we find ourselves in, uh, when we're on holiday or when we experience disruption or disorientation, Always the temptation is to to throw aside the healthy habits, the holy habits that we have embedded into our lives. Who wants to drink water when there's Coke to drink or craft beer to drink? Uh, Who wants to read theology when you've got a good novel? Let's tuck into the good novel. Uh, Who wants to exercise when you can turn the PlayStation on or watch a movie or just kind of tune into Netflix? Who wants to pray when you can just stretch out on the couch and have a nap? Who wants to go to church when you can just sleep in? I mean, who wants to turn up at actual church when you can just kind of tune in on a phone? It's a lot easier. Always, always when we're out of our routine, the healthy habits and the holy habits, they get thrown out the window. The word of the Lord, though, through Jeremiah to the people in in exile is to engage, to participate, to embrace healthy habits and holy habits. Don't push pause Push play. Now, looking into the future with a crystal ball over the last 24 months, twice that's made me an absolute genius. Uh, but about 575 times it's looked, made me look like an absolute muppet. But attempting to look into the crystal ball and predict the future, just perhaps, I think it could be that the setting we find ourselves in at the moment is likely to be the setting that we are in for an extended period of time. Uh, this traffic light red, etc. There's a new normal, I guess you could say, and maybe this new normal will extend for a period of time. And thus, rather than disengaging, my encouragement to you this morning is to engage and to participate, to push play rather than to push pause. To re-engage, to, to re-discipline yourself in regard to the healthy habits and the holy habits that easily get thrown out when we're disorientated, when we're everyday exiles. Exercise your body. Exercise your mind, your soul. 
Be present to God. Be present at church. Be present to one another in the workplace or at coffee or wherever you find yourself. Healthy habits and holy habits. When you pray, when you fast, when you give, when you walk, when you jog, when you cut out the sugar, when you laugh. For our church gatherings, it's likely that we're going to be in this traffic light setting for the next wee while. Uh, This means both of our Sunday morning gatherings, our 9am and our 11am, they're going to be my vaccine pass gatherings. Uh, They're limited to 100. You're going to need to reserve a seat. Uh, We're going to keep the kids in for the start of church like we would normally do. So you're going to need to reserve a seat for your kids as per uh, for everyone in your family. Uh, You're going to need to log on to Eventbrite each week. That's the new normal. And rather than be disorientated by that, my encouragement for you is to re-engage in that as a wholly healthy habit. Maybe you used to go to the nine, but now you can't because you didn't get a ticket this Sunday. Flip over to the 11. Find a new rhythm. Find a new normal. Uh, For the sake of your kids, for the sake of everyone on Sunday who appreciates being present to you. Uh, for the sake of finding normality and foundation of regular practices in our lives. As well, we're going to add a third option. Uh, we're mindful that on a Sunday, uh, if you don't have a My Vaccine Pass, we're not offering a service that, that fits for everybody. And some people aren't vaccinated, they've got their own stories, and that's totally fine. So we're going to add a third option. We're, we're going to add a house church option. Uh, There'll be space at at a home for 25 people together to watch the live stream together, to share morning tea together, to talk, to fellowship, to hang out. So I'm going to make you more aware of the details of that in the From the Pastor's Desk newsletter this week. Um, But that one, that's a third option that you can uh, can make the most of. I just want to say that's not just for people that don't have a My Vaccine Pass, though. It may be that sitting in a lounge with 25 others would suit you even better than sitting with 100. We want to make you welcome to join that as well. So we've we've got these new normals that we're setting in place. And rather than push pause, can I encourage you to push play and to engage? This is what the Lord says, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. And then also come to me, call on me, pray to me, seek me with all your heart. What do we call that? We call that healthy habits and holy habits. In the disorientation, they're easily thrown out the window, but we want to reorientate ourselves and re-embrace those those things that we could grow to be the people God's called us to be. So mow the lawn. Paint the fence, invite some friends for dinner, have a barbecue, meet up with a, at a cafe with somebody, send an encouraging text, give something away, be a blessing. As well though, tune into the voice of God in your life. Read your Bible, journal a few thoughts, sit in prayer, read a book, practice the daily examine. You don't have to do all of those things, but find a couple of holy habits that you're committing to and embedding in the rhythm and the normal routines of your daily life. He is not far from anyone. Seek and you will find. If you've been sitting back for a while, I think from next Sunday, it's time to lean forward, to re-engage, to re-participate as we start afresh, as we seek to cultivate in our lives healthy habits and holy habits. So this morning, let me close in prayer. As you go this morning, go knowing that the infinite love in kindness of God holds you and that the redemptive love of God is at work in your life, in all situations and circumstances.
As you go this morning, go with a fresh commitment to following Jesus, to the cultivation of healthy habits and holy habits in your life, to the disciplines that tend to the garden of your soul and are foundational to life in Christ. In all things, may you grow in the grace of God to be the person that God's called you to be, held in God's love, alive in Christ, and full of the Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you this week, cause His face to shine upon you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. Enjoy your Sunday.